Welcome to the History of Christianity podcast with Stephen Bedard. Please visit me at historyofchristianitypodcast.com. While this podcast is primarily about the history of Christianity, that history overlaps with numerous other movements, including other religions. One religion that began in the 3rd century and had significant interaction with Christianity is that of Manichaeism. Why should you care about this religion? For one thing, the great theologian Augustine spent a good amount of time as a Manichaean, believing it to have the truth, before finally becoming a Christian. A Christian is a follower of Christ, and so it will not surprise you that a Manichaean is a follower of Mani. But who was Mani? Mani was an Iranian prophet who lived between 216 and 274, so right in the time period that we've been looking at. He was born in the Babylonian district of Narkutha. This was an area that was religiously diverse. There was still a large Jewish community in Babylon at the time, and the series of rabbinic works that would emerge as authoritative for the Jews in the next few centuries would be the Babylonian Talmud. Mani's father belonged to the Jewish Christian sect of the Elkesites. We should take a bit of time to look at this group that was active between 100 and 400 AD. Here's an account of this group from Hippolytus of Rome, someone we've already encountered. The doctrine of this Callistus, having been reported abroad throughout the entire world, a cunning man and full of desperation, one called Alcibiades, dwelling in Apamea, a city of Syria, examined carefully into this business, and considering himself a more formidable character and more ingenious in such tricks than Callistus, he repaired to Rome and he brought some book alleging that a certain man, Elchasai, had received this from Sarai, a town of Parthia, and that he gave it to one called Sobii. And the contents of this volume, he alleged, had been revealed by an angel whose height was 24 shonoi, which makes 96 miles, and whose breadth is 4 shonoi, and from shoulder to shoulder 6 shonoi, and the tracks of his feet extend to the length of 3.5 shonoi, which are equal to 14 miles, while the breadth is 1 shonois and a half, and the height half a shonos. And he alleges that also there is a female with him whose measurements, he says, is according to the standards already mentioned. And he asserts that the male angel is the son of God, but that the female is called Holy Spirit. By detailing these prodigies, he imagines that he confounds fools while at the same time he utters the following sentence, that there was preached unto men a new remission of sins in the third year of Trajan's reign. And Elkasai determined the nature of baptism, and even this I shall explain. He alleges as to those who have been involved in every description of lasciviousness and filthiness and in acts of wickedness, if only any of them be a believer, that he determines that such a one, on being converted and obeying the book and believing its contents, should by baptism receive a remission of sins. So basically, It's a Christian type of group that claims new revelation, something that will be important as we look at Manichaeism. This Elkasai, under a somewhat altered name, appears as a prophet in some of Manny's writings. 
Manny received visions from what was described as his heavenly twin, and he left his father's sect to preach what he understood to be the true message. Manny eventually traveled to the East, where he studied contemporary religions, including Buddhism. The faith he would ultimately preach was a combination of sectarian Christianity, Buddhism, and Zoroastrianism, which was the popular religion in Iran. We shall get into the nature of this religion in a moment, but to conclude our look at his life, after enjoying the patronage of some of the kings of Iran, a persecution by a new king brought much trouble upon the Manichaeans, and Manny was imprisoned and soon died. Manichaeism did not die with its founder, but spread rapidly, arriving in Rome in the west and in China in the east. It survived for many centuries in some of those places, and forms of Manichaeism popped up from time to time in new religious movements. This episode will continue after this break. I was recently introduced to Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So what did the Manichaeans believe? An important part of the belief system was an explanation of evil. And it was this that first attracted Augustine to this group and eventually made him disillusioned with it. In Orthodox Christianity, there is one omnipotent God who is good. There's also a Satan or a devil, possibly a fallen angel, who is at work doing bad things, tempting people, and so on. But Christianity does not see God and the devil as equals. Manny took the dualistic nature of Zoroastrianism, with its good God and evil God, and applied it to his new sect, making God less omnipotent and the devil powerful enough to be God's equal. Thus, the problem of evil is explained by this ongoing struggle between God and the devil. There are aspects of this that still influence popular religion. There was also an elaborate mythology that seems to be influenced by both Zoroastrianism, and Christian Gnosticism. There were actually three different creations, and I'll not go into detail about them other than to say they include ongoing battles between the forces of light and the forces of darkness, in which divine beings and demons fight each other. The dark forces that had consumed some of the light resulted in the creation of Adam and Eve, who had some of the light trapped in their material bodies. 
The need for humans is to discover the divine potential trapped within them. This is very close to Gnosticism. Manichaeism saw four great prophets, Mani, Zoroaster, Buddha, and Jesus. Because the message of each of these figures was very different, it leads to a complex and confusing system. To make matters worse, Mani wrote seven books, but only fragments of these remain. Thus, we have to piece together what this religion believed from various sources. One of the things that we're interested in is how the church viewed Manichaeism. Eusebius described Manichaeism in this way, quote, In the meantime also, that madman, Manis, Mani is of Persian or Semitic origin, as he was called, well agreeing with his name, for his demonical heresy armed himself by the perversion of his reason and at the instruction of Satan to the destruction of many. He was a barbarian in his life, both in speech and conduct, but in his nature as one possessed and insane. Accordingly, he attempted to form himself into a Christ and then also proclaimed himself to be the very paraclete and the Holy Spirit, and with all this was greatly puffed up with his madness. Then, as if he were Christ, he selected twelve disciples, the partners of his new religion, and after patching together false and ungodly doctrines, collected from a thousand heresies long since extinct, he swept them off like a deadly poison from Persia upon this part of the world. Hence the impious name of Manichaeism spread among many, even to the present day. Such then was the occasion of this knowledge, as it was falsely called, that sprouted up in these times. Obviously, Eusebius did not like it very much. And yet the fact that such an intellectual giant as Augustine would eventually be attracted to it tells us that it was an important movement. While it would eventually die out, numerous other sects, at least somewhat connected to Christianity, would continue to appear even into modern times. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please visit me at historyofchristianitypodcast.com and track me down on Facebook and Twitter. You can support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash hopesreason. Even $1 a month, less than a cup of coffee, can make a difference. Thank you for your ongoing support. God bless. The Second World War Podcast with Stephen Bedard. World War II changed our world dramatically. Our maps and technology were all transformed in ways that still affect us. This podcast starts with the origins and moves on to the worldwide conflict between the Axis and the Allies. Learn the background and understand how Europe, Africa, and Asia were torn apart by the greed for more power and resources. Hear the stories of Montgomery and Churchill, Eisenhower and Patton, Goring and Rommel. We will go through the entire conflict, focusing on the big picture rather than the details. If you've ever wanted to know more about the Second World War, this is your chance. Listen to the podcast at anchor.fm slash secondworldwar or on your favorite podcatcher. And find more resources, including blog posts, at stephenjbedard.com slash secondworldwar.